0: Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives. And my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Yeah, this is the first time I'm in the year 2023 with this church in Manipal. So let me take this time to wish you all a blessed, great year 2023. Okay, the Lord has brought us right through the whole of 2022 and all the years that have gone by. He's been faithful and the Lord will be faithful in this year. There will be challenges, okay? Okay. There will be all kinds of challenges in 2023. All kinds of problems will be there. People will let us down. People will bring accusations against us. False allegations against us. But one thing I want you to know is he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He's always there for us. I want to give the word that God gave to the church back in Mangalore for this year, 2023. And uh, You know, I want to take you to the book of Genesis, the story of creation. And uh, that is where we will find the purpose of why God created us. You see, every time, uh, it's very important that when we look at something, we need to go to the origin, you know. And that tells you a lot. You know, when you go to a place, the history of that place, how did the history will tell you, The story and why that place is like that. You want to know why a person behaves in a certain way. You see, oftentimes what happens is we look at people and we react based on what they do, tell us, you know, but we do not know what has gone behind them. You know, when you go and know where they come from, what kind of a situation, what kind of a background, we will be able to understand, okay, why. They behave. So, in the same way, you know, uh, when we go to the book of Genesis, uh, we will know the original purpose for which God created us. But what has happened is man has deviated from the original purpose, and everything that God is doing today is to bring us back to that purpose. You know, as we look around, uh, we should be very much aware. Uh, The signs that we see, one thing is very clear, the second coming of the Lord is very close. And in these last days, God wants us to refocus on his original purpose that he established in the Garden of Eden. What was the original purpose? The book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 says, And they, that is Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. You know, after uh, creating man, God placed him in the Garden of Eden and every day he would come down to walk with them in the evening time. He would go for a walk with Adam and Eve in the evening time. You know, the primary reason why God created man is so that God could walk with man. That was the primary reason. Now, I'm definitely sure, I presume, I assume that all of you have read your Bibles, you've read the story of creation. I've, I hope you've read the story of creation. I don't have to repeat that. We know what happened to Adam and Eve in the garden. What did they do? Bible quiz. Eh? They were fasting and praying, right? No. huh? Eh? They disobeyed God. Very good. And uh, they fell into sin. So when they fell into sin, what happened? Then they, you know, when God came down to walk with them, go for his evening regular walk with Adam and Eve, they hid themselves. They realized that they were naked. The glory of God that was covering them was gone. And suddenly they realized they were exposed. They hid themselves from God. So God had to send his son Jesus as a redeemer so that our sins could be forgiven and that we could walk with God once again. And in these last days, God desires that we walk with him on a daily basis. You know, right from the beginning, God always wanted a walking partner. He always wanted a walking partner. The reason he created man for, for enjoying a walking relationship with Him. Now, it's a relationship. What is that kind of a relationship? It's a relationship of a companionship. You see, when you walk with somebody, when you go for a walk with someone, you have a companionship with them. And not only you have a companionship with them, you know, you go, let's say you go with your friend for a walk, you call them, let's go for a walk, either in the morning or in the evening time. Uh, let's say you take go for an hour of walk. In that hour of walk, are you going to stay quiet? There is a dialogue. There's a conversation that happens between the two. And that's the kind of a relationship that God is interested. A relationship, a walking relationship of a dialogue. A relationship of an intimacy with Him. A relationship of enjoying each other's presence that is what God desires from man he longs to walk with us and that's why you know the arms of the Lord are graciously drawing us into a closer walk with God you know when we go for a walk with someone when you walk alone many times you feel the distance is too much but when you walk with someone, you will never know the distance. You will never feel the distance. You know, your, uh, when you walk alone, you'll feel your legs are aching. You'll know, you think it's too far away. But when you have a companion with you, you will never feel the distance. And not only that, it strengthens our relationship. And you know, another thing is if you need to walk with someone, you need to be on the same wavelength. Okay, if you're not on the same wavelength, you cannot walk. You see now, yeah. if you think something else and your walking partner is thinking something else, you cannot have a walk. The next day you will say, thank you brother, please don't come or you will try to excuse yourself because you're not very happy about that walk. Okay, so you need to be on the same wavelength and you need to walk with the same speed. Unless you walk with the same speed. And that is what God desires from us. Jesus went on long walks with his disciples. If you go to the uh, gospels, If you read that, you will discover a lot of things where Jesus spoke to the disciples. Many truths he brought out when he walked with his disciples on those long walks. And that's exactly what God desires. That's what exactly Jesus desires today to go on long walks with us. I want to take you into the life of a man who walked with God. And let's see what God wants to speak to us from this life. Okay, Enoch was a man who really walked with God so much that God took him away. He never died. God just took him away. Let's look at that passage. Genesis chapter 5 verses 21 to 24. Okay. I'm reading the NLT version. You know, these days I've been enjoying the NLT version because somehow it uh, speaks in today's language. And when Enoch was 65 years old, he became the father of Methuselah. After the birth of Methuselah, Enoch lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Enoch lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship. With God, I want you to notice that it says walking in close fellowship with God. And then one day our man just disappeared. God took him. God just took him. He disappeared. See, Enoch was the first man to discover the joy of walking with God. The delight of walking with God. See, Enoch found something that even Adam failed to experience he, he realized the joy of walking close with God. So what happened was Enoch pursued after God. He never gave up. He kept pushing himself until he came to the place where he was having that communion with God through every aspect of his life, every facet of his life. I don't know if you understood what I said right now. It's a very, very powerful statement that I made. Now, all of us, you see, now all of us uh, have our quiet times. I presume, Did you all nice people here, holy people. I presume you read your Bibles every day. Okay, I don't want to ask personally. Okay, so, you know, we read our Bibles. We have a time of prayer, what we call as a quiet time. Now, Maybe about half an hour to 45 minutes or one hour we spend in the day, in the morning or in the evening. And the moment we come out of that and then what happens is then we get busy with our life in this world. Okay, so now, but Enoch, what happened with Enoch was Enoch, pressed forward, he kept pursuing that relationship with God to a place where God was part of his life in every aspect of his life, not just when the quiet time, after that, you know, when he went to his college, you know, when he went for his work or when he was with his family, he still had that communion with God. Did you understand that? you know that was what Enoch was doing you know many times uh, you know uh, you might be wondering how can we have that relationship how can we have that communion with god you know when i'm in my classroom or when i am you know when i'm having a conversation with my friend we all have our mobile phones right and in between we keep looking at it right though we having we keep having a conversation you are, in, you are in touch with your mobile phone, even though you might be doing many other things. You know, if, uh, if you have a mother who has a small baby, and the baby is sleeping in another room... The mother might have a conversation with you, but at the back of her mind, she can hear when the baby cries. You and I will never be able to hear that, but the mother hears. Even though she's having a conversation, she is in touch with her baby. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what Enoch was doing. Every facet of his life. You know, Enoch learned to have communion with God. And he kept pursuing after that. You know, this morning I want to tell you another thing. Okay, walking with God or having a relationship with God is like getting addicted. Okay, it's like getting addicted. You know, a person who's addicted to alcohol or drugs will keep going back to it again and again. So if you don't have a desire to go back to God again and again, That means you have not really tasted God. You need to come to that place where you need to keep pushing yourself you need to keep pressing yourself you need to you, you should come to that place where you have a, sp- a spiritual dissatisfaction where you say i'm not satisfied i'm not happy with whatever i know about god i want more i want more only then you will come to that place where you'll get hungry more and more for god that is what enoch was doing see enoch was the seventh from adam and uh Adam was alive when Enoch was born because those days people lived for hundreds of years. And he had heard stories about the creation from his great-great-grandfather Adam. He had heard stories how beautiful the Garden of Eden was. He had stories about how Adam and Eve, his great-great-grandfather and God would walk together. They would talk about the creation. They would talk about uh, the different plans that they had for creation and when he heard all that you know there was something that began to stir up in uh, Enoch a desire to go after this God the Bible says that when he became a father of Methuselah something happened in his life there was a change there was a turnaround that took place and he began to walk with God. If you look, uh, if you study the Bible, it says in Genesis chapter 5 verse 27 says, His son Methuselah lived for 969 years. He holds the record for the longest life. A man who's lived the longest, okay. There is a very powerful truth here. If we walk with God, our generations will be blessed our generations will be blessed. Okay, in those days, um, you know, long life was considered as a blessing from God. And Enoch walked with God. What was the result? His son lived the longest. You know, I always tell people the greatest damage that we can do for our generations, our children, is when we get too busy with everything in the world, try to make a life for them in this world, but fail to walk with God. You know, Enoch walked with God and the result was his son Methuselah lived the longest. You know, the Bible does not say anything about Enoch's profession. We don't hear what was his profession. Okay, the only thing we know is he walked with God. What is the identity of Enoch when we study the Bible? You know, the only identity is he walked with God. That it was his identity. That was what mattered for God. Okay, it was a time when wickedness had started increasing in the world. But that did not stop Enoch from walking in intimacy and in communion with God. I know what happens in Manipal. I know things are not that great. I know there's a lot of uh, all kinds of sin and wickedness and all things are happening in them. But in the midst of that, God is calling you and me to walk with him. God is calling us to walk in communion with him. God is calling us to walk in intimacy with him. And you know what? Not once in a while. Not on a Sunday morning. You know, I'll tell you and please pray that the Lord will come on a Sunday morning when we are worshipping the Lord because the whole church will go up. Okay. The most holiest people. No. Enoch walked with God. Not just on the Christmas day. Not on just the Easter day or the New Year day. But he walked consistently for 300 years. 300 years. Day in. And day out, Enoch walked with God. You know, Genesis chapter 5, if you go there, go home and I want you to read the chapter 5. Which chapter? 5. Remember that. Okay? It's called as the graveyard chapter of the Bible. You're wondering what is that about? Okay? Have you heard that? It's called the graveyard chapter. If you go to chapter 5 and you read there, it says, so and so person this long and then he died. And then he died. And then he died. Everybody died. But when you come to verse 24, something changes over there. We read about Enoch. It says, he did not die. God took him away. You know, now let me tell you something. It does not matter. You know, you might be surrounded all around by failures. You might be surrounded by all kinds of negativity, all kinds of discouragement, all kinds of problems around you. But I want you to know you and I are called to be Enoch's. We are called to be different. We are called to bring, you know, life where death is. We are not called to bring death, but we are called to bring life. In a graveyard chapter, Enoch changed everything. You see, we are called, you see, we can, you know, we are called to change the chapter by our close walk with God. By our close walk with God, we can change the chapter around us by our close Walk with God. See the way Enoch lived his life. God said, Enoch, it's enough. You don't have to see death come home. Okay. How did Enoch walk? And how can we walk today? You know Hebrews 11.5, if you go there, it says Enoch walked by faith. He walked with God because he had faith in God. You know, we can only walk with someone. You see, now... Let's say Danny calls me for a morning walk and uh, if I don't trust him, what happens? I will avoid walking with him. If I don't have faith in Danny, I will not walk with him. If we need to walk with God, we need to put our faith in God okay so uh, and verse 6 Hebrews 11 6 says without faith it is impossible to please God in other words if we need to walk with God apart from faith we cannot walk with God we cannot please God and this is what God looks for if we need to walk with God God looks for faith And that's what the author of Hebrews says. Walking with God and pleasing God is only by faith. You know, Enoch kept believing in God. You know, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews was written to a group of people. They were written to the the Jewish believers who were on the verge of giving up their faith. You know, they were going through severe persecution. They were really discouraged. They felt like giving up uh, Christ and going back to their old religion. They were tempted to stop believing in Jesus. And the author of Hebrews says, don't do that. He says, look at your forefather. Look at Enoch. His was a life of faith. Don't give up. When you go through problems, when you go through difficulties, don't give up. Look at your forefather Enoch. Look at how he kept walking. He kept believing for 300 years and he's encouraging them, you also need to do the same. You see, Enoch believed. What did he believe? Believed that God was living, God existed. And he believed that God would reveal himself and to those who are seeking and he will reward Those who keep walking and believing in God. You know, if God has given you promises in your life, keep holding on to those promises. Don't give up the promises that God has given us. Keep walking. Keep holding on to the promises. Keep walking with God. The author of Hebrews is encouraging those believers, you know, hang on there. Don't give up. Hold on to the confession of faith that you have put in Christ Jesus. He's saying you will not be ashamed. You will not be disappointed. You will receive because he's a God who rewards. He's a God who rewards. He says keep walking with God. Keep walking no matter what happens. No matter what discouragements we go through. No matter what failures we go through. Just keep walking. See walking with God is a walk of faith. Faith is very powerful. It is life changing. You know, faith is not just something that we keep saying with our mouths, but it's the power to change our life. Okay, faith changed Enoch's life. Enoch lived in a very wicked world. He lived in difficult times, yet his life was different. You know, he lived a life that was godly. He lived a life that was powerful because faith is powerful. You know, we're living in a times where, you know, the world is going down morally at a very, very fast pace. Sometimes this can worry us. How are we going to go forward? But what we need today is faith. What we need to do, what we need today to walk is faith. Okay, and... um, In First John chapter 5, verse 4 says, look at what it says. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. We need to walk by faith. It's only by faith we can overcome the world. You know, the challenges that we are facing, the temptations that we are facing, there's only one way we can overcome. We need to overcome by faith. And that's why it's important we need to build faith faith in ourselves. How do we build faith? You know a lot of people says, I have faith to move the mountains. I have faith. You know, I believe God. I believe God. They keep stirring their hearts. They keep working themselves up. But nothing happens. Nothing happens. That is not faith. That is just, you know, big talk. Faith comes through the word of God. Faith only comes through the word of God. We need to fill ourselves with the Word of God. Without the Word of God, there is absolutely no faith. Okay, it's just, you know, just a few words, we keep speaking with our mouths, but faith rises from inside. You know, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So if there is no Word of God in us, we cannot have faith, and without faith, we cannot walk with God. You want to walk with God, you need to have faith. You need to have faith, you need to have the word of God. Okay, so if you have the word of God in your life, 2023, you want to walk with God, you need to get to the basics, get the word into your life. Okay, and that's when you will be successful. You know, very sad thing as I travel around, as I meet so many people, I'm talking about believers. I'm not talking about outside. I'm not even talking about nominal Christians. I'm talking about believers. And some of them who even lead worship, involved in all kinds of ministry, what I discover is, the knowledge of the word of God is very shallow. Very, very shallow. And that's why, you know, sometimes you'll find these people all saying, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, glory to God, and great worship leaders. There's a crisis They crumble down. They fall because there's no word in their life. There's absolutely no word in their life. It's very, very superficial. We need to get back to the word of God. I'm not talking about, you know, reading books. I'm not talking about reading articles, Christian articles. I'm talking about the Bible. Read the Bible. That is God's word. Okay? We need to read the word of God. Okay, so we cannot walk with God by faith if we don't have the word in us. And we will be an easy target for the enemy. And I'm worried. I'm concerned about today's believers. Really, really concerned about today's believers. Because I'm worried because they become an easy target for the enemy. Okay, so 1 John chapter 5 verse 5. Look at what it says. Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God can overcome the world. World. So we, you know, when we, if you want to overcome the world, we need to have that salvation experience. Walk with God. And what does it mean to walk with God? Let me bring up another point. What exactly is walking with God is pleasing God. It's to please God. Now, how do we please God? When we trust Him. When we obey Him. When we follow Him. We please God. You see, now listen to what I'm going to tell you. This is very important. There are many things we can do that is not centered on God. That is not based on faith and will not please the Lord. And I want you to go back tonight. Okay, no, today... Today will be a good day. Take Monday, tomorrow, end of the day, Monday night. I want you to sit down. Write down every activity that you have done for the day. And then by the side of it, I want you to put the question, how many of them have been pleasing to God? How many of them have been God-centered? And I'll tell you, you will be shocked. We will all be shocked. Because we will discover the major part of the day we spend without God in the picture. Without being based on faith. You see, faith pleases God. When we walk by faith, it pleases God. Where we even are eating and drinking, we do it to the glory of God. We do it for the glory of God. Paul says, even your eating or drinking should bring glory to God. So that is walking with God. Even the basic things we need to realize. Now, okay, what may be pleasing to God may not be pleasing to man. If you want to please God, then uh, possibility sometimes we can, you know, we can offend man. We can offend people in this world. We cannot walk with God and at the same time walk with man. We cannot do that. We cannot be in two places at the same time. In the book of Jude, it talks about Enoch was preaching against the false teachers at that time, he was a preacher and he used to preach against the false false teachers and when you speak against false teachers uh, you you don't you don't become a very popular guy he was not there to win any popularity contest if there was a social media most probably his social media accounts would not have many followers for that matter he may not even have any follower Because he was not popular. He was not interested to please man. He was not interested to please, uh, to walk with any man. (coughs) He was interested only to please God. He was single-minded in pleasing God. And sometimes to please God means displeasing others. And in our walk with God, the question that I want to ask is, are we prepared to pay that price? Are we prepared? Or do we end up compromising in order to be the, the good books of people? Sometimes we may have to say no to people when you are walking with God. You know, listen, walking with God is to live a life to please an audience of only one person. And that is God himself. That is only God that is walking with God. It is to please an audience of only one person. There's only one person we need to please. Nobody else matters. It doesn't matter what the world talks about us. It doesn't matter what our friends are going to talk about us. It doesn't matter that they put you out. It doesn't matter. Don't break your head over it. If somebody, you know, some of your friends cut you off from their group, the peer group, forget it, don't bother about it because you, your focus is only to please God and nobody else. Nobody else. Don't have to run after them. You, we are here only to please God. We are here to do what God wants us to do and walking with God is walking in intimacy. Now many people want to work for God They want to do many things for God, but God is interested in people who are willing to walk with Him, not work with Him. God wants people to walk with Him. You know, He's looking for those who are willing to walk with Him. Enoch walked in intimacy with God in a time when there was was no church. There was no Bible. And there was no indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Today we have the church, we have the Bible, we have the Holy Spirit that dwells. If Enoch could walk with God in those days when there was no church, no word of God, how much more you and I can walk with God today. We have the Holy Spirit to help us. We have the word of God to strengthen us. You know the meaning of the word Enoch name Enoch used to be dedicated and Enoch true to his name dedicated himself to walk with God in the midst of a crooked and a wicked generation he totally submitted himself to the will of God it's not only Enoch walked with God but God also walked with him not only it was a one way traffic God also walked with them Amos chapter 3 verse 3 look what it says do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so they walk together Enoch and God walked together they were so much in agreement with each other they knew exactly what was in the mind of the other person you know sometimes when I go for my morning walks one of our friends back in Mangalore joins me And the both of us walk together and halfway we find this, you know, this chai shop and then we say, go for a chai? And he says, yes. We are in agreement with each other. If you're not in agreement, and that was God and Enoch. They were in agreement with each other. They understood what were their feelings. You know, when you walk with somebody and that person is really low, you know that person is low. You can feel it. Enoch and God knew what else they feel. They knew each other's thoughts. That is intimacy. That is intimacy. And you know, the more we walk with God, let me tell you this, our paths are going to get brighter. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18, you can write it down and go home and read that. The more we walk with God, our paths are going to get brighter. Are you going through confusions? Are you going through failures? going through discouragement, you're not very sure what to do. I'll tell you, the antidote is very simple. The solution is very simple. Start walking with God more and more. Just start walking with God. The more you walk with God, the path will still get brighter and things will get more clearer. There'll be a clarity in your mind. Okay? Walking with God. There's a song which says, Trust and obey. I don't know if you've heard that song. It's an old song. Hymn. It says, Trust and obey. When we walk with the Lord, the word goes like this: when we walk with the Lord in the light of his glory, the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. What a glory he sheds on our way. Things will become more and more clearer when we begin to walk with God. You know, walking with God is having an intimate knowledge with him. You want to know somebody in a closer way, begin to walk with them. The more you walk with that person, you'll truly discover who that person is. You see, we cannot walk with God if we don't have a true knowledge of who God is and what he wishes for us. If we don't know that, we cannot have. And walking with God is walking in steadfast separation From the world. You know, not once in a while. It's complete separation from the world. See, Enoch did not take part in the sinful pleasures of the world, but he sought after God's pleasure. His desire was to please God. He didn't run after the pleasures of this world. If you are going to run after the pleasures of this world, you cannot please God. You cannot please God. You have to say no. You know, I told you that was the time wickedness was increasing in the world. All the sinful pleasures was increasing in the world. And that was the time. And in the midst of that, Enoch put his foot down. He said, for me, there's only one goal. I want to please God. Enoch knew friendship with the world was enmity with God. And you know what? Enoch you know, walked with God in the midst of all his cares and responsibilities. You know, sometimes when you talk to people, especially the youngsters, they will tell you, you know, ask them, did you read your Bible? No. Yesterday, no pastor. Day before yesterday, no. When was the last time? 15 days back. What are you doing? I'm very busy with my exams. I'm very busy studying for my exam. Exams or no exam. God wants us to walk and that is what Enoch did. He had responsibilities. He had cares. It's one, it was not that Enoch ran away from all his responsibilities. You know what the Bible says? You know, it says, uh, he, 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 after he became a father to Methuselah, he decided to walk with God. And then after that, it says, he had many sons and daughters. What does that tell you? Was he with his family? I'm definitely sure he was with his wife. Okay? So he was with his family and in the midst of all that, he walked with God for 300 years on a daily basis. Not just on a Sunday, on a daily basis, he walked with God. He started at the age of 65. It's never too late to start walking with God. Never too late. Enoch walked in the path of righteousness, not as someone cut off from the world. No, but as a family man in a time when the sin and evil was increasing, in the midst of that, Enoch walked with God. God was with Enoch. So Enoch did not have to fear anything. He didn't have to fear any man. He didn't have to fear any circumstances that it could do to him. You see, let me tell you, listen, when you walk with God, he gives us victory. He gives us victory over sin, over the world, over the flesh, over the devil, over the death. Every challenge in your life, you want to see victory, walk with God. Walk with God. Just walk with God. That's all that is. God is on. See, Enoch is an example of God's passion to walk with man. And we need to be captivated by this passion that God has. God is passionate to walk with you and me. God is passionate. He's waiting. He's waiting to walk with us. You know, and it should ignite that passion within us to walk with God and to be a friend of God. Only when you're a friend, you can walk with God. And that's what God desires. You know, Enoch had this growing relationship with God for 300 years. If you're walking with someone, let's say you started uh, walking with a friend of yours, let's say at the beginning of this year, by the end of the year, I will guarantee you, if you've been walking with that friend every day, your relationship with that friend has definitely grown. It will never stay the same. It has grown. When you walk with God like Enoch walked for 300 years, we will have a growing relationship. You know, look back into our lives. From the time when we accepted the Lord as our personal Savior, can we say that our relationship has really grown? If it has not grown, then we have not been walking with God on a regular basis. You know, Enoch, what happened? He experienced glorious depths of intimacy with God. Amazing depth. Okay. He longed, Enoch's heart longed so deeply for God. It came to a place. You know, you walk with a friend for one full year. I will guarantee you the next year you will look forward to keep walking with him you will walk, keep walking with Him. When we walk close with God, we'll come to a place where we will long to walk with Him. And God longed so much. You know what happened? You know, God said, I can't stay without you anymore. I can't stay without you anymore. He took Him. You know, as we walk close with God, the Lord will begin to reveal the beauty of His face to us. The rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright and the morning star. You will begin to experience that God in your life. You know, as we walk with Him, what happens? He will give us His spirit of wisdom and revelation. Our faces will begin to shine with the glory of God. And when we continue walking with him closely, we'll enter a dimension. We'll come to a dimension where he begins to unfold the secrets of the kingdom of God. God wants to reveal his secrets to a friend. Noah knew the secret of walking with God. Abraham knew it. You know what God says in the Bible? How can I hide from my friend Abraham? Abraham what I'm going to do. And that's what God will begin to do when you walk with God at a close level. He will begin to reveal secrets. And today, through Christ, we can enter into knowing God in this deeper dimension. You know, and today, praise God, we can know God at a greater degree than Enoch because God has given us the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit who can enable us to come into that level. You know, some of the biggest business deals that are signed is not signed in the boardroom of a corporate company. Do you know, many of those biggest business deals are signed on the golf courses where they walk together. These people, when they go to play golf together, that's where many of the greatest business deals are struck. Why? In a very informal atmosphere. You know, here we are all, this is very formal, I'm telling you. This is a very formal atmosphere. We are all very uptight, oh, because we are in the church. But God is looking for that place where that intimate, informal walk with Him. You know, and informally when these people walk on the golf course. That's the place where a lot of business deals are struck. God wants to walk with us before he works through us. You want to do many things for God, but before that God is interested, he says, come, let's go for a walk. And he will wait until he finds the right man or the woman through whom he can work. He waits for that person who says, Lord, I'm going to walk with you. Walking with God is to be a friend of God. God works with his friends. God is looking for friends. You know, God, when God has a useful vessel that has been prepared, he will use that vessel. God is looking for friends, okay? God will use the one, who is the one who walks with them. He wants to work with friends who are loyal to him no matter what. No matter what, you keep walking with him. You know, when situations and circumstances tell you, you know, you failed in your exam. Things are not working out. Everything is going haywire in your life and you still remain loyal and faithful to God. You know, you're not coming to the place where it says, God, this is not fair. This is not just, you know, but you continue walking with Him even in those times. That is walk of faith. When nothing is working out in your life, you still walk with God. That's when we prove ourselves to be true friends of God through the greatest calamities of life. That's when we qualify as a useful vessel that God can use us. We walk with God even when nothing is happening in our life. You know, Jesus was the best example of a man who walked with God. He walked with God so closely that he was always in the Spirit. So much so that on the boat when there was a storm, Jesus was sleeping. When they woke him up saying that we are drowning, he stands up and You know, he just rebukes the storm and the storm stops. He doesn't say, okay, wait a minute, let me go and pray. I just woken up, I'm not ready, I'm not spiritually prepared. He doesn't say that. He just gets up and says, stop, and it stops. He was in the spirit. That was the kind of a walk that Jesus had with his father. Okay, (laughs) out of the deep sleep, they woke him up and he silenced the storm. What an amazing thing to be awakened out of the deep sleep and to be instantly in the spirit. Was in the spirit. Now where do we develop our walking relationship? The secret place. That's where we develop. We must have developed a secret history with God before he gives us a public history before people. When you have a secret history with God God will give you a public history before people. Hidden in the secret place is where we learn what he's looking for in a friend. And we find out what pleases him. Alone with God. Our inner chamber. The private moments with God becomes a training ground. Where we are rooted and grounded in the love of God. You know, Jesus tells us that he confides in John chapter 15, verse 15. It says he confides his kingdom purposes to his friends. He says, I will share because you are my friend. God is looking for a friend with whom he can walk. You know, my praise. Our praise should be, Lord, I want to be your friend. I want to be a confidant. I want to be loyal to even to the point of death. I want to walk with you, talk with you, listen to you, hear your heart and participate in you. You know, before I conclude, if any of you are going through difficulties and hardships, I want to tell you, don't quit your walk with God. Real faith does not keep, you know, give up walking in the midst of all the problems. The just shall live by faith and or the just shall walk by faith. Look at all the great men of God. You know, in the book of Hebrews is written, Abel, Enoch, Abraham, Moses, they all walked with God, believing the promises will come. Hardships will always be there. Problems will be there. That's nothing new. You will have challenges. You will have difficulties. You will have all kinds of problems. But don't stop walking with God. You know, my prayer is, you know, as in when the Lord calls us to eternity, you know, we would be known as people who walked with God. You know, we might be a believer, baptized in the water, but have you really been walking with the Lord from the day we gave our life to the Lord. If we have not been walking with God, that's, it's an indication that we are not walking by faith. Enoch was a man of faith because he walked with God. Question is, are we living in faith? Are we walking with God? Is there a change that is happening? When we walk with God, things begin to change in our life things will begin to change in our life God is not looking for perfect people God is looking for sincere people who are willing to walk like Enoch walked you know and living out the life of Jesus in this world filled with sin when we walk with God the life of Jesus will begin to manifest through us in Manipal In this place filled with sin, wickedness, all kinds of filth, God is looking for an Enoch who can walk with him. And all like all the other great men of God, God is looking for someone. Will you be that person who will walk with him in Manipal? If you walk with him in Manipal, God will definitely make an impact. God will use you very powerfully. That really spoke to me. And I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this. If you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.